ESPN, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 106.1 FM NASH ICON at NASHFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Bergeron Automotive in Metairie. By LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. By Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area. And by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports. All sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504 260 1061. Now, here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access. It is the Wednesday night edition here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Our tune-in app is available anywhere in the world for you to listen in via iHeart. Easy to do. Never an excuse to miss us. Of course, you can also get us at home via Alexa. Just say, play WRKN or play Nash Icon 1061 FM. You can get our podcasts after each show at CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on more, click on podcast, and you can listen to anything you missed or whatever you want to hear again. It will be there. You can always email me at Ken at CrescentCitySports.com or call the show. That's always instantaneous at 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061 to join in the conversation. Love to hear from you. And, of course, much to talk about. Later in the hour, we'll talk about college basketball, talk about the New Orleans Pelicans as well. And, of course, we'll get into the Saints, among other things. Lots to discuss. We get started with a special guest to talk about the latest in recruiting. Of course, we're January 12th. We're a month away, less than a month away from the final signing date. And a lot of moves yet to be made by a lot of schools. And here to talk about that is my good and great friend from CrescentCitySports.com, Renee Nato. Renee, welcome. It's always a pleasure. It's always special to be with you, Kenny. And uh, yeah, you know, recruiting never goes away if it's not if you're not wrapping up one recruiting session, you're beginning another. So uh, yeah, you know, we we wrap it up to 2022 in the next uh, next three weeks, and then. 2023 has already begun, but uh, this transfer portal is playing a big role in this in this recruiting uh, saga, and uh, we'll see how this all falls out when uh, you know when 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 uh, signing day is over and uh, and the transfer portal thing has been uh, kind of addressed a little bit. Well, obviously, a lot of things going on with the transfers, and we'll get into LSU extensively. Speaking of. LSU, there's a, we're going to talk about players in Louisiana, high school players that haven't done anything yet. One of those uh, today made a joint announcement. Number one, Danny Lewis of Westgate, who I have saw play twice this year, did two of his games, uh, terrific tight end, decommitted from Cincinnati this morning. And right after that, he tweeted out that he's been blessed to receive a full scholarship offer from LSU. Uh, after the games in the Dome, LSU immediately got after him, 
uh, with Frank Wilson. Frankly, I was shocked that they hadn't been on him earlier because this guy is really good. I mean, he is huge. He can block. He can run with the football when he catches it. And I think it's coincidental that he decommits from Cincinnati and then announces right after that that he's received an offer from LSU. I got to believe uh, there's a great chance, if not a slam dunk, that he's going to end up being a Tiger, Renee. Well, you know, you're right, Kenny, and you've seen him uh, a couple of times. I know you like this guy a lot because we've talked about it. But this guy reminds me of somebody that you know pretty well, Robert Royal, I played at Carr and played at LSU and played in the NFL. He, you know, similar body types and skills and stuff. Might not be as quick of foot as Robert Royal, but a lot of similarities there. The thing is, when, when Mike Denbrock, the Cincinnati offensive coordinator, came aboard at LSU under, under Brian Kelly, he was recruiting Danny Lewis, and, and that also played a big role in that. And he really liked him uh, when, he, when he committed to the Bearcats. And I think when Mike Denbrock came over to the Tigers, he wanted to see if he can get him to swing over, over, over this way. Uh, the thing is, the fly in the ointment is, Jabbar Jaluk, who's now in Florida, is getting a visit from Danny Lewis this weekend. So he's going to visit the Gators this weekend, and I'm sure Jabbar Jaluk and uh, Billy Napier are going to try to wrap him up and see if they can put that to put that to rest and not let him go any further. So, you know, that's going to be a little bit of a battle right there. I think he does like LSU, but again, he's taking that visit to uh, to Florida this weekend. So we're going to see what happens there. But you know, Kenny, there's a few other guys still out there, even though guys are committed. And there's a there's a few guys uh, from Louisiana, uh, running back AJ Allen, who's committed to TCU at Neville, running back. Uh, Walter Bob, a defensive end from Acadiana, committed to Alabama. And Ronald Lewis, right here at Warren Easton, a quarterback, is committed to Texas. But those three guys have not signed on a dotted line to the open game. But, you know, the thing is that there's still some, some, uh, some talent in Louisiana that Alice can go after. I think you just named uh, several names, obviously. Now, uh, what's interesting about, you know, talking about Danny Lewis, is that LSU, uh, in particular, Brian Kelly, what Kelly has done at Notre Dame for years, the tight end has been an absolute prominent part of his pro-style offense. I mean, Notre Dame always has good tight ends. Many go to the pros, and that's been a big part of their offense. So I've got to believe that's an advantage. Yeah, and he's got one right now, Michael Mayer up there at Notre Dame, that they used quite a bit, and he's going to be an All-American in the next year or so. And I think Danny Lewis sees that and sees how they're going to use him. And Mike Denbrock is going to use that tight end quite a bit. Uh, I think LSU is going to use their tight ends uh, quite a bit in the future. So uh, I think he sees the advantage there. So, um, yeah, I, I think if, if LSU can hold their breath and nothing happens in uh, Gainesville this weekend, he doesn't commit to the Florida Gators or anything like that, I think they have a real shot at it. But, uh, you know, we'll see what, what shakes out. But, you know, since he dropped that uh, commitment to Cincinnati, everybody has, has really come aboard, and, and he's, he's drawing a lot of attention. Renee Nato with us from CrescentCitySports.com. Okay, there's a few other high school players from Louisiana who didn't sign early that LSU is recruiting. And obviously, we're still waiting to see. I guess tops amongst those would be Jacoby Matthews and Travante Citizen. Talk about those guys and the, the ones from Louisiana who have not signed yet. Well, you know, and I mentioned three of them already, but uh, Javante Citizen, um, he's got LSU, Auburn, and Texas A&M. He's a six foot two and a seventeen pound guy, uh, and I think since Frank Wilson has come aboard, Kenny, I think that certainly bode well for LSU. And he's a kind of running back. He's got to see, uh, you know, the, the opportunity at LSU now. 
And there's, we don't know what's going to happen with John Emery moving forward. We, we anticipate he'll be back on the team, but we don't know that. And, and what's going to happen for, two, uh, for 2022. So Trevante Citizen certainly is a guy that, that LSU likes a lot. Jacoby Matthews is a safety that we've talked about at nauseum. And, and you know, he's, he's probably one of the best. If he's not the best athlete in the state, he's also one of the best in the southeast United States. Out of Ponchatoula, uh, it's a Florida LSU, Texas A&M uh, tug of war right now. And um, I, I think Jacoby Matthews, certainly the fact that he's waited this long, Kenny, has given LSU every opportunity to sell him on why LSU is the best fit for him. He chose not to sign early anywhere. And I think that the step, that little step back move on his part shows that he's got real interest in LSU, that he wants to have time to meet with Brian Kelly and, and the staff as he's put them together and see what if, if LSU is a good fit. And if for some reason, he, I know he holds all the cards, if for some reason LSU is not a good fit, there's certainly a lot of suitors out there for Jacoby Matthews. He could sign elsewhere on February 2nd. Yeah, look, he's a terrific player and obviously a big piece. And he becomes an even bigger piece in the secondary with the losses that LSU has uh, sustained there. And I want to get into... Uh, the two new players that they've accrued through the transfer portal. But, uh, look, the staff still have a position to fill. Widespread talk that it, it could be Cortez Hankton, Renee. Is that what you're hearing? Yes, it is. And, and, and the thing is, I've heard it from numerous sources that I, I trust that Cortez Hankton is a guy who uh, was part of the staff at Georgia, who, who's a native New Orleanian, played at St. Augustine, played at Texas Southern, spent six years in the NFL, uh, was a free agent four years with the Jaguars, and um, and you know that would be a big add-on. He is an excellent uh, wide receiver coach. He's also uh, a, a passing coordinator with with Georgia. I think if he comes aboard at LSU, he's going to be looking for a dual role, a role not only as a wide receiver coach, but he, he wants he'd like to have a hand in in the offensive play calling or you know passing game coordinator or something like that. And he is a name Cortez Hankton. That is moving up, and uh, the good thing for him, I guess, and, and maybe a bad thing for LSU, if he were to come to LSU, it may not be a long stay because he is certainly looking to be an offensive coordinator uh, and, and or a head coach in the very near future. But uh, I really think that Cortez Hankton is a guy that they've targeted, and uh, I think they're just letting the dust settle right now following the, uh, the national championship on Monday night. And I think by week's end, Kenny, uh, if my calculations are correct, I think you may be hearing something on Cortez Hankton. Yeah, listen, he's a good recruiter, too, so there's a lot to like. And he's a Louisiana guy, which clearly has tremendous advantages. Of course, it's a great family in that regard because Corday Hankton, of course, is at Michigan State uh, working you know, with a guy that LSU was interested in initially as a head coach. And Corday, of course, you know, is an Archbishop Rommel former player and coach there. And so that family obviously has had – uh, really good success in that particular industry. All right, so LSU gets two players via the transfer portal. Uh, Joe Fusha we know very well, and obviously he's a guy that you know, this is an interesting decision with one year left, correct? It is, and, you know, I, I remember him very well. Kind of, he was on a recruiting show with Rick Gailey and I. Uh, we spent a little time with him. Um, you know, at the time when he was on the, on the recruiting show, Prep Recruiting Insider with us, uh, he had LSU, Kansas, Alabama, Florida State, Auburn, Arkansas, and, and Arizona State. 
Uh, he's a guy who can play free safety or boundary safety or strong safety. He's a very physical guy. Fouché is 5'11", 205. The thing that's appealing about him to, to Kenny is he's got one year. He was a team captain for the Razorbacks, and that's, that's very attractive that he was a team leader, a guy in the locker room. Good open field tackler, can play in the box. When he signed with Arkansas, there was some talk that he could grow into an outside linebacker. He never did. Doesn't take any false steps. Uh, he's around the ball. He's recorded 230 career tackles, 11 and a half tackles for loss, four interceptions in 40 games, along with 12 passes broken up. So he's played in 40 SEC games, 40 games at Arkansas. He's got a lot of experience there, and, and I think that him along with, with uh, Garner coming from UL, I think that's going to be two great additions. And Garner is a big 6'2 cornerback, Kenny, who's played 23 games at UL. That's another big addition. Yeah, Garner's a guy that three interceptions with the Raging Cajuns. And, you know, some people have said, ah, well, there's another guy that might be overmatched. Look, I don't think you can compare players that transfer from Nichols to LSU to players who transfer from the Raging Cajuns to LSU. It's a different level. Well, it is, Kenny. And and the thing is, uh, Mekhi Garner is a guy who uh, is from Mesquite, Texas. Um, You know, he's kind of made some some strides at uh, with the raging cajuns the past two years he spends the thing that makes him kind of unique is he spends some time in the film room studying the opponent he works really hard to improve his footwork and his his transitioning in the secondary uh and, and i'm gonna tell you i know we're talking about signings but lsu has their hand has their eyes on another guy from ul um kyron lacy is, is a wide receiver big six three 212 pound wide receiver in the transfer portal. So right now, LSU is looking to UL and Billy Napier let some guys behind Osiris Torrance. Osiris Torrance is an uh, offensive lineman, guard a tackle at UL, who's looking to transfer, may go to Florida, but LSU likes him a lot. So there's, there's some Cajuns, raging Cajuns, that Billy Napier, Napier left behind that the Tigers are interested in. All right, so there's a few guys that, from Alabama, I think three total at Announced they're going to hit the transfer portal. Might those be targets? Well, I tell you, the guy, uh, you know, Jaleel Billingsley is that tight end that I like a lot. I mean, he's, he's out of Chicago. Good hands. Caught 17 passes this year for three touchdowns. But Billingsley is a guy that, that uh, you know, hit the transfer portal from Alabama. And, and that's a guy that LSU certainly would like to take a look at. Visiting with Renee Nato of CrescentCitySports.com at 260-1061. All right. I mean, it could be an obvious answer. It could be everywhere, but what position or positions are in most need at LSU? If you're going to try to go get some experienced players outside of you know, the, the recruiting process of high school players, what position or positions must LSU target significantly? Quarterback, defensive back, and, and, uh, and offensive line. That, that's, the guy, that's the two positions they really need to shore up with experience. And, uh, you know, they've taken a really big hit in the secondary, and that's a place – They've already addressed with a couple. I wouldn't be surprised if they go after Greg Brooks, who I know you know very well. Another guy from Arkansas, West Jefferson kid, 30 starts in three seasons. Uh, he could be coming aboard as well out of Arkansas. That's another secondary player. Offensive line is, is a position. I mentioned Osiris Torrance is a guy they really, really like. Um, and, and that's it. That they need, a, a, you know, I don't know what's going to happen at the center position, uh, you know, if they're going to be able to address that. But, um with, with Turner, but I, I think certainly the offensive line is, is, is the other spot besides secondary is really in dire, dire need right now. Well, it certainly had to 
smart a bit for LSU to watch Georgia win the national championship with a redshirt freshman center named Cedric Van Praan, who LSU really didn't go after very hard. No, they didn't, Kenny. They, they really didn't, and that was a big surprise. And I remember talking to him on signing day, and uh, I, it just, I could tell by talking to him, I don't want to say he had his feelings hurt, but he just – I think he felt like he was overlooked, and, and he, had a, he had a chip on his shoulder, and the fact that Georgia was giving him a chance that, um, that he was going to make the most of it, and he certainly has done that. I mean, as a redshirt freshman, he's starting for the national champions, and uh, Cedric Brandt-Pran is, is a great uh, he has a great opportunity right now to, to make a, a big, big name for himself in the SEC and beyond. Well, that's just an evaluation error, isn't it? It is, and... and and, you know, you look at it right now, Kenny, there's, there's, there's individuals. Jordan Allen is one, and Landon Ibietta, two guys that LSU signed that didn't even get a, a look from the previous staff. And, and this staff here is getting – it's kind of tough getting a read on who they're looking at because a lot of players, or some players, I should say, that Ed Orgeron and company looked at previously, this staff maybe don't have as much interest in – and they're looking at it in a different way. They're, they're analyzing and evaluating in a different way. But uh, that 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 loss on Cedric Brand Pran was a a really a bluster, a, a big miscue on Ed Orgeron's part uh, to to miss on a guy like that. I mean, you just it was pretty obvious that he is a player that could play in the SEC, and he's proven that. Meanwhile, it was a really good year overall in Louisiana this year in recruiting, and there's still a few guys out there we talked about. And wide receiver was a very thick position this year in Louisiana. And LSU didn't get any of the guys that they really wanted at that position. Now we look ahead to next year, having talked to several people, it doesn't look like a particularly deep or real good year in Louisiana next year. Is that what you're seeing as well? Well, you know, you got, you got a few guys next year that, that I think certainly can be um, outstanding receivers. Uh, a guy comes to mind, Kai Donaldson from, from Newman, big wide receiver. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think who else might be. Silas Christmas is a guy out of St. James, is a good athlete, could be a cornerback, a wide receiver. You know, and, and to kind of answer your question, if you look back, in most cases, Louisiana, you look at the top two or three athletes, uh, players li- listed, in most cases, Kenny, a wide receiver is going to occupy at least one or two of those spots, and that's not the case for next year. Uh, you don't have as many, you know, top quality wide receivers coming out in the state or even this area next year. So LSU may have to go like a couple of ways outside of the state boundaries, or they may have to hit the transfer portal once again to show up that position. But hopefully, uh, they can bring in a couple of wide receivers, you know, in this class. And, and again, you know, you got guys that you know, transfer portal guys that could hit right away and, and be a, um, a big addition to the staff. I'll tell you another guy that comes to mind, a running back. I think they're going to have to add a running back, Kenny, and Travante Citizen might be one. But Noah Kane from Penn State is a Baton Rouge native who played at IMG, and he's a guy who's had almost a 1,000 yards career rushing and 12 touchdowns at Penn State. I think LSU's going to take a look-see at him and see if, he's, uh, if there's some mutual interest in him coming aboard via the transfer portal. And he's done a good job. He has not been spectacular at Penn State, but he's been a solid player. Interesting that no one from Notre Dame has decided to transfer and, and come with Brian Kelly. I guess that was a large reason why they promoted Freeman and was to try to arrest anybody from leaving. I think that was probably one of the major considerations. You know, and, and yeah, and, and Kenny, I've looked at the transfer portal, and there are some guys in there, but 
I don't think it's anybody that fit the, uh, the, the the criteria that LSU is looking for. There's some players maybe looking for another opportunity from Notre Dame, but there's nobody that I think LSU could really gain a, a, a big, uh, you know, any, any, a lot of help from, put it that way, could step up and, and upgrade a position at LSU. So, yeah, to answer your question, I, I found it very interesting that nobody of note uh, left Notre Dame. When you look at Oklahoma, man, uh, everybody jumped off. You know, when the, when the ship was sinking with Lincoln Riley leaving, everybody left. You know, I mean, Caleb Williams, a quarterback who might be a Heisman Trophy candidate next year, everybody left Oklahoma. But it didn't seem to be the case when Brian Kelly left South Bend. A lot of people assume that Logan Diggs might consider transferring since it was down to Notre Dame and LSU, but that's not happening. He's staying there, and he figures to be their starter next year at Notre Dame. Yeah, he will. And, and, uh, and, and you know, um, I think he'll, he'll have a great career. He showed flashes of, of being what he can be next year and beyond, and I think as he played as a true freshman and, and did very, represent himself very well, and I think the sky is the limit how good he can be uh, next year and beyond. I think Logan Diggs, and he's gotten a little big, a little stronger. I think he'll be a good one. One of the questions I got via email was to ask you about John Emery. What do you know about him, and is he still in the program, and will he play for LSU next season? That has not been decided, Kenny, and, and, and I'm not saying anything negative. I just don't think it's been decided. I think Brian Kelly and staff have to kind of analyze that and visit with him personally, one-on-one, uh, and that'll happen in the spring. I don't think it's it's uh, it's cast in stone. I don't think anything is a, a, a definite right now. He's going to be back on, or he's going to be off the team next year. I think they have to visit and, and work it out. Uh, there was so much uncertainty this year with him, and uh, didn't play. And uh, I don't think anybody got a real good read on what what his future looks like. But uh, I think they'll sort that out, and we should know something about that in the next couple of weeks. What does the overall picture of the class of 2023 in Louisiana? in terms of prospects look like? Is it a good class, an average class, a below-average class? What do you think? Well, i tell you what, Kenny. I think, um, I, I think you know, it's going to be – this class next year is going to be uh, – you know, it, it's going to – as it unfolds next year, I think you'll, uh, you'll see more and more guys developing and become prospects. Um, you know, guys that maybe – Arch Manning is a guy who's jumping off the chart right now. I mean uh, – a guy who comes to mind, right? I tell you, who's a guy who who uh, LSU really is going to have to focus on is Jaden Osbury, that linebacker on Burgess' son out of out of University High in Baton Rouge. Uh, there's there's a wide receiver, Shelton Sampson, um, out of Catholic in Baton Rouge is is a big six four hundred ninety pound wide receiver. Is a guy that certainly certainly can play at LSU and play in the SEC. And and you know, I mean, right now. Um, uh, Samson is looking at LSU. Uh, he's also looking at Alabama. Uh, is, is looking at him really, really hard in Florida and in Arkansas. Um, you know, but you, you got some guys. Uh, a, t- a guy named Tackett Curtis is a linebacker out of Manny, Louisiana. Is a guy nobody, not a lot of people know much about, but he's he has over 100 tackles every year he's played at Manny, and we we know what kind of program Manny has every year and year out, and so. Uh, you know, Eli Holstein right now is a quarterback. He's rated behind Arch Manning. Uh, he's committed right now out of Zachary to Texas A&M. But we'll see if that if that remains, you know, as, as we move forward. Uh, you know, if, if LSU can, can get any kind of interest from Arch Manning, we'll see where that goes. If not, they may focus their attention on Eli Holstein uh, as we get closer to the 2023 uh, signing class. Well, again, from the quarterback perspective, Nussmeyer stayed. He elected not to use the year of eligibility. 
in the bowl game. And based on the looks of that bowl game, good thing he didn't. Uh, of course, then you got uh, Miles Brennan, who's announced he's going to return and play. And then there's Walker Howard, who, of course, Brian Kelly recruited very hard uh, at Notre Dame. So uh, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions about that situation. Some think Brennan will be a one-year deal and start. Some say, no, he's just here as security. And it's going to be between Howard and Hussmeyer. And some say, no, nah, they're just going to give the job to Howard because Kelly loved them. What are your thoughts? Well, I would be, I, I would be surprised if Miles Brennan is not taking the first snap uh, against Florida State next year in the Superdome. Uh, I just think that he has the most experience. He's the best case moving forward. Uh, whatever happens beyond that, uh, yet to be determined. Uh, you know, I, I, I like to think that Garrett Nussmeyer will be there as well. But, you know, if, if it looks obvious to Garrett Nussmeyer coming out of spring that uh, he is, he's lost a position to Miles Brennan, if Miles Brennan puts enough space between himself and Garrett Nussmeyer, uh, it's not uh, unheard of to see Garrett Nussmeyer hit the transfer portal. And, and, and it will be Walker Howard will be right behind him, which you do not want to see. You do not want to see a true freshman in the SEC uh, playing out of necessity. I, I think Walker Howard will be a good quarterback in time. I think Jamie Howard uh, feels the same way as Dad, that let him at his own pace learn and, and you know get reps when he's ready to get him. I don't think he, they want him to be thrown to the wolves right away and, and have to learn on the job. I think Miles Brennan is your best, best possibility, and we'll see what shakes out with Garrett Nussmeyer as the 2022 season moves forward. At Tulane, Willie Fritz still has a couple of hires to make on his staff, and yet he's obviously trying to fill out his recruiting class. Uh, where's Tulane right now? What do you see with them? Do you believe uh, that their future is brighter, in particular since their conference will be changing in the very near future and, and frankly, won't be as tough? Well, you know, i, I, I got to tell you, Kenny, I was, I was afraid, and I guess the, it's not settled yet, but I, I really, really thought if, if he was going to leave, you could lose – a, a person like quarterback Pratt, Michael Pratt, you know, at Tulane, and that would be devastating if they did. He has not uh, – it doesn't appear like that's going to happen. I hope it doesn't. Willie Fritz has 14 signings thus far. He's got one outside in December. He's got four uh, transfers in a transfer portal, and they all from New Orleans. Three of them are from New Orleans. Patrick Jenkins from Eric, a defensive tackle. Ashad Clayton from uh, Warren Easton, a running back. And, and um, Lawrence Keyes out of McDonough 35, who played at Notre Dame. Those three guys are going to upgrade those positions at Tulane. And a, and a few names to throw out at you. Tulane is, I think, has a good shot at. Offensive tackle, Mikhail Boley out of Hattiesburg, Mississippi, is a three-star that I think Tulane has a good shot at. Uh, running back, Derek Graham out of University High. And Theron Johnson is a big 6'4 wide receiver out of Alexandra High School. I think Tulane has, has a good shot at those three. And, uh, and I think they'll wrap up the 2022 class uh, with, with some gusto. I think they, they are some good players, and, and that transfer portal is going to help them immensely. The other email I got was, and I mentioned it before the show, uh, John asking, what about Coy Moore? Where is he going, and wouldn't he be a good fit at Tulane? Well, you know, we talked about that, Kenny, and I, I think you feel, as I do, that Tulane would certainly be a good spot for him to look really, really hard at. Tulane needs wide receiver depth, and they need somebody to upgrade that position. And with, with Michael Pratt, I mean, with, you know, with, with the uh, offense they have, that is a good situation for a wide receiver looking to catch some passes and uh, being a wide-open offense. I think that would be a good fit for Coyne Moore. Yeah, I do too. I think it's a, it would be a smart play on his part to go 
in that direction. A few more minutes left with Renee Nadal. So, Renee, I'm going to ask you about the Saints because, you know, you're at the games and, of course, you watch them all the time, too. And I thought Sean Payton did one of his best coaching jobs this year. And yet you look at this team and based on what they did this year, they're not far away from being an elite team again. But it looks to me like all the help they need is on offense. Agreed? Oh, absolutely. And Kenny, I mean, you know, this, we've talked about this at nauseum. You know, 57 different players started for the Saints. That's an all-time NFL record. It had to be near impossible for Sean Payton and the staff to, to try to come up with a game plan with not knowing who's going to be injured, who's going to be in a COVID, who's going to be, you know, out with a COVID test. It's just, it's just really, really tough to come up with any kind of consistency. And I think they have to get some consistency at the quarterback position. We don't know what's going to happen. I guess one can assume that Jameis Winston is coming back, but they're certainly, certainly going to address that position in the offseason. I cannot see Taysom Hill taking the first snap in a season opener next year, but I think the wide receiver position is a position that's going to, that's going to take, uh, draw some attention. Michael Thomas, I can expect him to be back because he has to prove what he's worth that contract. And, and this was a, uh, you know, uh, was was a, just a wiped out season for Michael Thomas. But that wide receiver spot has to be addressed, as does the offensive line certainly. Uh, and you don't know who who the Saints are going to lose in the free agency either, Kenny. That's going to be that could be something that could be interesting. Yeah, a lot of it depends on who they can afford to bring back. Look, they've got to sign Marcus Williams, and that's going to cost them quite a bit of money uh, to be able to do that. And then they, you know, what are they going to do with Teron Armstead? I mean, they'd have a major cap hit if they. Let him go, but the bottom line is, uh, as good as he is, he just isn't on the field enough. And they already have an offensive lineman like that that they've already committed massive money to, and Andrews Pete. So uh, that that's another dilemma and one they're going to have to address. Yeah, and, and offensive line is a position that uh, certainly you have to address in, in free agency and, and maybe uh, uh, spend a draft choice in the middle of the round somewhere. And you know what happens with Malcolm Jenkins? Well, he'll be back. I don't expect him to be back next year. So. Uh, that, that might leave a, a spot back in the, in the secondary that they have to look at. Yeah, I do like their young players in their secondary. I think uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson is a terrific player. I mean, he is. He's just talented, period. Uh, P.J. Williams did a nice job. Of course, Marshawn Lattimore's high-end cornerback in this league. And look, the rookie Paulson Adebo, really, he got targeted all year. And this guy held up well. He's going to be a good player, Renee. He really is. And, and, and I tell you, as the season went on, Kenny, you could see Paulson Adebo, how his confidence grew and how he got to be better. And he looked like he was playing uh, with some confidence out there, and he looked like he had it all figured out. Of course, he's a Stanford guy, so he's got to be pretty smart. But I, I really think that he is – you've seen uh, the tail end of, of this season, I think he's just scratched the surface of what Paulson Adebo can do. And, and uh, I think you'll see a really, really big 2022 out of him. All right, let's talk about the NFL playoffs this weekend. Of course, the extended playoff this year with a seventh team in each conference didn't quite benefit the Saints. It was close, but not enough. So you look at the Saturday schedule, and the very first game uh, on the docket is the Bengals at home against the Raiders. Bengals beat them in Los Angeles a few weeks ago. They get them at home this time. The Raiders got extended in overtime by the Chargers to make the playoffs and they have to turn around and play on a Saturday while Cincinnati got to rest Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, and pulled some other guys later in the game. Everything would seem to point in Cincinnati's direction in this one, right? You'd think that, but I tell you, since since uh, John Gruden stepped down, the Raiders look like they're a different team. 
I do think Cincinnati's going to win this game, but it may be a little closer than people think. And uh, and I think the rest Joe Burrow got and Joe Mixon, uh, I think that's certainly going to help the Bengals' cause. I can see the Bengals really, really putting the heat on uh, and making it maybe possibly to the championship game in the AFC. But I, I think this will be a, this will certainly be a big, big test for Joe Burrow and the Bengals against the Raiders. Obvious question. Are you surprised at how good Jamar Chase was this year? Uh, I got to say, Kenny, I thought he'd be good, but I don't know if he'd be this good. I mean, setting records in the NFL, I mean, breaking his former teammate, uh, uh, you know, uh, he's, you know, making his record and everything, uh, Justin Jefferson. I just think that Jamar Chase is, uh, he's just scratched the surface as far as how good he can be. And, and you can see now why Joe Burrow was politicking to get Jamar Chase on the team and make him the first-round draft choice. I think he's justified uh, the trust ahead in him. It was obviously the right decision, and it's so interesting because what you said about Chase is exactly what I said about Justin Jefferson. I thought he would be good, maybe quite good, but not terrific like he's been, and certainly, same is true of Jamar Chase. I knew he'd be good. I just didn't know he'd be elite immediately. Of course, I lobbied very hard for the Saints to trade up to get Jefferson the previous year, and Jefferson lasted to the 22nd pick, and the Saints picked 24th and took Ruiz. And that's not going so well thus far. Wish they'd have made that move. But Chase has been all that. And then there's Joe Burrow. And I'm not surprised by what Joe Burrow's done. He just, to me, he had everything uh, that you're looking for. And I think we've seen nothing but evidence of that, despite a very serious knee injury. Yeah, he's, he's tough. And, you know, Joe, Joe Burrow is mentally and physically tough. And I think that he's, uh, he leads that team. He, he carries that team on his back. And, and they have... You know, he's, uh, he's gained the confidence of both the offense and the defense, and they follow his lead. I think he's going he's gonna to take that team a long way. And, you know, just touching on Justin Jefferson, think how inexact science recruiting is. He was an afterthought at LSU. They, you know, they, they found a spot for him at the last minute and, and added him. But he was not a highly recruited guy that uh, was a lot of schools wanted. LSU just took a chance at him at the end, had a spot, and, boy, he paid dividends. The other game on Saturday is New England at Buffalo. Wow, we've seen this one twice already and just saw it a short time ago. And this one's at Buffalo again. First time they played there, New England ran the ball three times and won the game. Uh, but And everybody, and I mean everybody's going to say, boy, hard to pick against Belichick in a situation like this. But I'm picking Buffalo. I like the Bills to win the game. Yeah, Josh Allen is really, I think this is his time. And, you know, speaking of Joe Burrow, Mac Jones, what a year he's had. And, boy, what a, what a bright future Mac Jones has for, with the Patriots. But I think Buffalo has been, you know, the bridesmaid enough times. I think, I think this might be their chance to, to move forward and maybe get all the way to the big show. And uh, I think if they play up to standards and play as well as, as they're capable of, uh, the Buffalo Bills have yep. a chance to be playing in February. Philadelphia at Tampa Bay Sunday, uh, no-brainer for me. I like Tampa Bay. Absolutely, I agree. I agree with you there. San Francisco at Dallas, if, if I'm picking one upset, that's the one I'd pick. I like the 49ers on the road to win. Yeah, you know, I just think so many people think that the Cowboys are, are hitting stride, but Garoppolo and company, uh, you know, they, they look pretty good against the Rams last week, and, and I think they're capable of big things if – the, the 49ers are going to put it all together. This would be the week to do it. And if you're going to pick an upset, Kenny, this would be the upset that people right now are penciling in 
uh, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys in the championship game in the NFC, uh, you know, but I, I don't know. They're going to have to get past the 49ers, and, and this would be a, a perfect time for an upset in the NFC. Pittsburgh at Kansas City, this seems like a pretty easy choice to pick the Chiefs at home, right? Yeah, but Patrick Mahomes, this, this will be a warm-up game for him, and, and, the Raiders, and, and the Steelers are just really kind of rotting out the season. And uh, I guess lucky they even snuck in. Ben Roethlisberger, last time you get to see him. And then last but not least, I the only other one that I could see an upset in is Arizona, Los Angeles, to play the Rams. I mean, if if Matt Stafford doesn't play better, I think Arizona can win this game. Arizona's been much better on the road than it has been at home, and the Rams have no home field advantage because they don't have any fans. So Exactly. <laughs> I, and, and, and we both thought, I, I know, Kenny, I thought there was a time, you know, uh, that the Rams were a shoo-in for the Super Bowl, but doesn't seem that way anymore, and they haven't lived up to expectations. Kyler Murray has been uh, every bit the player that people thought he would be when he entered the league, and he has some weapons with him. And uh, I, I certainly, I tell you what, I, I think that uh, um, you know uh, Cliff Kingsbury has done a great job with that offense and, and and that team. And you know, people didn't know if he was capable of being an NFL head coach, but I think he's proved everyone that he can do it. Well, you can go to CrescentCitySports.com and read his work all the time. He is Renee Nato. Renee, listen. Appreciate the time tonight. Keep up the good work. We'll talk again soon. I hope so, Kenny. I got a story coming out in a couple of days talking about transfer portals. They had some transfer portals in the past. Some have gone on to win the Heisman. Some have won Super Bowls. Transfers have been an interesting uh, story through the uh, history of college football, and I'm going to have some names out there next couple of days that I think people will identify with. Sounds like a plan. Renee, thank you. Thank you, Kenny. Have a great one. Good evening. All right. Appreciate that. Take a time out here when we return. We're going to visit with Stacy Hollowell, the head basketball coach of the Loyola Wolfpack, still number one in the nation. And that's next when we return here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon at Nash FM, 1061.com. Five-time Entertainer of the Year, Luke Bryan is going to light up Las Vegas. Live in a new high-energy show opening February 11th at Resorts World Theater. And you could be there. That's my kind of night. Hey, guys, this is Luke Bryan. We're sending one winner and a guest to see Luke in Las Vegas, including airfare, two nights hotel, and two tickets to his show. Just listen weekdays for the national keyword and text in for your chance to win. Prizes provided by AET Presents. So you finally got your credit score up to 700. You're feeling good, about to get a new credit card with rewards, you apply, and... Ooh, it's not approved. And that knocks your score right out of the 700 Club. There's a better way. Next time, go to Credit Karma and check out your approval odds first so you can find a card you're more likely to get approved for. And with over 100 million members, there are plenty of reviews to help you choose. Get your free credit scores and find the right card for you at Credit Karma. Approval not guaranteed, subject to checks. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish uh... is pretty bad. So we're using Babbel. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. 
It's a brand new year, and there has never been a better time to buy the Harley Davidson of your dreams. Zydeco Harley in Houma, Louisiana has over 100 Harleys available and is part of the largest Harley Davidson dealer group in Louisiana with three stores and growing. 100% Louisiana owned and operated. Zydeco Harley is now offering Warranty Forever. That's right, Warranty Forever is a powertrain warranty that covers all the internally lubricated parts for as long as you own the motorcycle and available on any new or used Harley Davidson 2017 model or newer. And of course, you have to do all the manufacturer's required maintenance and services at the right intervals to keep the coverage in force. Zydeco state-of-the-art service center is available to take care of all those maintenance needs, as well as style and performance upgrades. This month at Zydeco Harley, receive 15% off any stage one through four performance upgrade. Our motor clothes department has added over 100,000 of the newest riding gear, helmets, gloves, boots, and Oakley eyewear to our showroom. Follow us on Facebook and online at ZydecoHD.com. Take the ride down the bayou. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Houma, Louisiana. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more, or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm, specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-704-9936. 800-704-9936. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. This report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Unjunk your sleep at Mattress Firm's new bed, new you sale. Start the year off right. Shop select mattresses from top brands starting at $159.99. Plus, you'll even get immediate delivery. Don't miss out. Hi, this is Ken Trahan encouraging you to visit CrescentCitySports.com. CrescentCitySports.com is the best site on the web with all your Saints, Pelicans, LSU, Tulane, UNO, baseball, and high school sports that you could ever want. The best site for high school sports in the state is CrescentCitySports.com. That's where you'll find us, of course. We'll have a recap of what's coming up on the Saints and Pelicans on a regular basis, among other things. Visit us at CrescentCitySports.com to enjoy your daily sports fix. This is Ken Trahan, CrescentCitySports.com. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminator. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. They hit the under four timeout in Gainesville tonight, and number 12 LSU leads Florida 30-20. to 20. 
on the road. Tigers without Xavier Pinson tonight, but playing well in the first half. Always tough to win in the SEC, in particular on the road, but off to a very good start in that one. Speaking of off to a very good start, it's way beyond the start. We're well past that point and uh, perhaps past the midseason point of a strange season with interruptions, but once again in the NAIA national rankings, Loyola is number one in the nation and continuing their brilliant season. Joining us to talk about his team, the outstanding head coach of the Wolfpack, Coach Stacy Hollowell. And Stacy, obviously, uh, it continues to be not only a, a unique, really great season on the floor, but another strange season because of the interruptions. And uh, I guess whoever handles it best emerges at the end as being a champion. And it's quite a challenge, isn't it? It is a challenge. It's, uh, it's been a very interesting uh, season so far, for sure. 16-0, 5-0 in the Southern States Athletic Conference, number one in the nation. And, of course, you, know, you had to take a lot of time off there uh, for pandemic issues and, and not just yours, but elsewhere too. And when you came back, you know, you came back and didn't miss a beat. You had one game that was down to the wire that you won by a point, but you've won them all since returning. And now you're just waiting for the opportunity to get out there again, right? Yeah, we, we, we are certainly ready to play. Um, we, we came back. Can't say we didn't miss a beat. We were off for 23 days and the result of our first game you know, it was it was an 18 point win. I just didn't feel like we played great, and then uh, kind of led into that next game with Mobile. We didn't play great either, and and squeaked out a, a a really close game. And then we we went back on the road to Georgia and kind of got our our mojo back, maybe if that's uh, the appropriate word there, and uh, had a 30 point win on the road. So um, missed our Saturday game. Because of COVID, we'll miss this Thursday and Saturday, and we just hope we can get back on our feet again Monday and, and play. Yeah, I was going to mention that, uh, not playing as scheduled and disappointing because you're back in the den and having a chance to play at home. And that's that's a nice feature. That's something that obviously uh, has been missed most of the season. Yeah, we've been nomads a little bit. Um, We've practiced at Delgado this year. We've practiced at Xavier this year. We've practiced at Tulane this year. We've played games at Tulane and uh, more on the road than than uh, on Ferret Street. And um, it'll be good to get back in there. And uh, hopefully we can keep everybody healthy and the other teams can stay healthy and we can move forward. And again, you have done it this year with with real balance. I mean, you've got uh, you've got five, six guys, and on a given night, they can be, quote-unquote, the man. And I think that's what defines a really good team, correct? I think so. This, this is a talented group. I would put them up against just about anybody and feel confident going into the game. Um, we've got uh, leadership. We've got buy-in. Uh, we've got hungry guys that I think feel like they've dropped games in the past that maybe they shouldn't uh, or shouldn't have, and I think that that's driving them a little bit. You know, talk a little bit about the players. I guess, you know, Zach Reitzel's a senior. He's been there. Uh, Brandon Davis, a sophomore, has really played well for you. You know, Miles Burns has been big for you this year. Uh, Andrew Fava has been really good shooting the ball. Uh, just talk a little bit about what your players have accomplished this year individually. Well, so we're in a situation right now, and I don't know that many teams uh, 
have had a situation like this, Zach Reitzel, Terry Smith Jr., and Miles Burns are all making a run at the Loyola all-time scoring record and the Loyola career rebounding record. Uh, Zach Reitzel also has a chance to, to pass the assist record. Um, and to have three guys on the same team doing that is, uh, I don't think I've ever heard of a situation quite like it. And if you, you know, took two of those guys off of our group, you know, it makes me wonder what, what just one of them could have done individually, you know, maybe 22, 2,500 points, thousand plus rebounds. Um, so that's an exciting group. Miles Burns broke the all-time uh, school steals record in, in basically a year and a half and is just blowing that one out of the water. So that's a that's a fun group. Andrew Fava in basically two seasons is uh, top ten all-time career made threes. Um, so a fun group to coach, and it's even more fun just because they're, they're, they're great guys. Uh, they're, they're bought in, and they want to be champions. Season, obviously, still... Uh, the balance is still to come, but you've been there for a long time. You were an assistant coach uh, to Mike uh, for quite some time, and then, of course, you took over the program, and I was there and saw quite a bit of it. You had some good teams, both as an assistant and as a head coach, but at least potentially and at least on paper, this looks like the best team you've ever been part of at Loyola. Definitely. Uh, The versatility, the athleticism, the speed, um, the IQ, all of those things uh, are are special, and uh, and Brandon Davis really, I think, has been the kind of the missing piece. You know, the, the Zach and Miles, Terry Smith, Fava, they've been here, uh, but Brandon settles us. He calms us. He's steady under pressure. Uh, really strong leader, and has just fit in seamlessly with the group. You know, looking ahead, you mentioned the two games that are canceled. As we go down the road with the schedule you have right now, what are the highlights of that schedule? What are the, the two or three games that really stand out in your mind? Well, Talladega coming uh, in at currently number three, I think that would be um, probably the most fun to watch, uh, most competitive. Um, Faulkner is really good. Um Stillman is really good, so you know losing that game on Thursday uh, hurt. Um, you know to have a home opportunity against a you know a top twenty level team, but uh, I would say Talladega would be the one. You know a number one against a number three is is good at any level. Loyola Wolfpack number one in the nation, of course. Waiting to see. Last thing you're trying, you're still trying or efforting to try to get another game because of the cancellations, correct? We are. Uh, you know, it, we uh, we lost the game last Saturday with Talladega. Uh, they had some COVID issues and trying to reschedule that one. I don't know that we will be able to. Um, but if anyone's listening and would like to play, Loyola's <laughs> got an open date on Saturday. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Go for it, man. Stacey Hollowell, thank you. Appreciate the time, and we'll check back again here in the next couple of weeks to, to follow up on what is – really emerging as a special season for Loyola University. Thanks so much, Ken. Appreciate it. All right, a brief timeout, 504-260-1061. We'll return with Pelicans and Saints Talk when we continue with more of All Access for a 
Wednesday night, Ken Trahan with you on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, on the web at NashFM1061.com. Do you need employees? Cumulus Media is holding a virtual job fair. We're spending over $45,000 in advertising to promote it, and we want to help get you the employees you need. To be a part of this job fair, email NOLASales at Cumulus.com today, as space is limited. That's NOLASales at Cumulus.com. NOLASales at Cumulus.com. Let us do the work to find you the employees you need. Come on down to the Silver Slipper. Hi, this is John from the Silver Slipper Casino, and I just wanted to let you know that we're going to have some fun early this year with our new casino promotion. I wanted to tell you all about it. Now, when you visit us here at the Slipper any Friday or Saturday in January, February, and March, you can earn a chance to shake, rattle, and roll the big fuzzy dice, where every roll is a winner, and you could win up to $10,000 on free slot play, and someone's going to have a chance to win up to $40,000 in cash and free play on the last Saturday of each month. So come on down to the Slipper, and let us be your host on the coast. Have a good time at the Silver Slipper. Paddle lender. Offer not valid in all states or were prohibited by law. Loan availability and amounts are subject to lender approval and not all consumers qualify. Terms and conditions apply. See website and lender for details. Wait, wait, wait. Tell me where'd you get that money. Oh, this? Oh, man. All this money came from 33money.com. Right online. Are you saying you went to 33money.com and got all that money you needed fast? Man, you know it. I went to 33money.com yesterday and bam, five grand was in my account today. Now, now hold on. 33money.com helped you get 5K like that. Yeah, man. That's right. 33money.com's lenders provide personal loans for up to 5000 for people like you and me, even if you don't have good credit. Man, I'm always short on cash. Can 33money.com give me the money I need fast? If you need extra money fast, go to 33money.com. Just have a checking account and a regular source of income. Go to 33money.com and you can get the loan you need now. Regardless of your credit, go to 33money.com to get the money you need fast. Type www.33money.com directly into the address bar. That's 33money.com. Again, 33money.com. 33money.com. This report is sponsored by Churches. At Churches, we're doing 10 pieces of our crave-worthy comfort made spicy or classic. That's 10 legs and thighs packed with bold flavor. That's how we do value. So you can do the Church's 10 starting at 1099 deal. Churches, bringing a down-home flavor. Offer valid at participating locations. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine and the newly relaunched WhereYouAt.com with your weekend picks for 1061 Nash Icon. This Friday at the House of Blues, it's the 2022 Beatles Fest playing the Let It Be album live. And Saturday night, it's Tank and the Bangas live with the LPO at the Orpheum Theater with special guest PJ Morton. For more info on what to do this weekend, log on to the newly relaunched whereyat.com and click on the community calendar. And be sure to pick up the new issue of Where You At Magazine in locations all over town. Cumulus New Orleans. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access. Not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Thrilling win for the New Orleans Pelicans last night as they uh, beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 127-125 in a uh, just an absolute thriller. And 128-125, I should say. And, of course, it happened on a three-pointer by Brandon Ingram with 1.3 seconds left from the top of the circle, just a little bit to the left of the top of the circle. And 
you know, tomorrow night the Pelicans host the Clippers. The Clippers are another team ahead of them in the Western Conference, and the Pelicans are only a game and a half out of that play-in spot in 10. And they're just showing improvement and playing hard for Willie Green. And Brandon Ingram becoming the player they need in the B. Last three games, 87 points. That's a 29-point average. He's made 29 of 53 field goal attempts. That's 54.7%. And he's 8 of 13 from three-point range, 61.5%. And 21 of 23 from the free throw line, 91.3%. That's what the Pelicans need from Brandon Ingram consistently to be that alpha dog. He's doing it right now. One more break, quick segment as we close things out when we return in a moment here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon and NashFM1061.com. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code TIME. It's a brand new year, and there has never been a better time to buy the Harley-Davidson of your dreams. Zydeco Harley in Houma, Louisiana has over 100 Harleys available and is part of the largest Harley-Davidson dealer group in Louisiana with three stores and growing, 100% Louisiana-owned and operated. Zydeco Harley is now offering Warranty Forever. That's right, Warranty Forever is a powertrain warranty that covers all the internally lubricated parts for as long as you own the motorcycle and available on any new or used Harley-Davidson 2017 model or newer. And of course, you have to do all the manufacturer's requirements maintenance and services at the right intervals to keep the coverage in force. Zydeco state-of-the-art service center is available to take care of all those maintenance needs, as well as style and performance upgrades. This month at Zydeco Harley, receive 15% off any stage 1 through 4 performance upgrade. Our motor clothes department has added over 100,000 of the newest riding gear, helmets, gloves, boots, and Oakley eyewear to our showroom. Follow us on Facebook and online at ZydecoHD.com. Take the ride down the bayou. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Houma, Louisiana. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. Get up, trust strong for your South Pole. Charmin keeps your undies wider than the North Pole. A shiny, hiney, a brand new year. Call it a Charmin, happy new year. May your holidays be Charmin, clean, merry, and bright. May all your undies be Charmin, clean, white. Charmin Ultra Strong just cleans better. Enjoy the go with Charmin. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep the facility running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond in Buffalo and Maria in Miami, Jules in Minneapolis and Stan in central Indiana, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with experienced branch staff at over 250 locations so you get the product you're looking for. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know your closet well, but what does it sound like? Yes, your closet. Does it whisper your taste? Does it scream your taste? The new Stitch Fix Freestyle, your personalized store, gets to know your unique style and fit. 
Its selection transforms to show you only the looks and trends you'll love. With a store that evolves alongside your taste, your closet will scream, so you, without actually screaming. Introducing Stitch Fix Freestyle for women and men, your personalized store. We're so you. I had a nighttime routine for my frequent heartburn. I would drink milk, I would sleep upright with more pillows, but that painful burning stayed. So I made Prilosec OTC part of my morning routine. With just one pill in the morning, Prilosec OTC prevents excess acid production, blocking heartburn day and night. Now I have a new nighttime routine. I call it sleeping. Block heartburn all day and all night with Prilosec OTC. It's possible while taking Prilosec